Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. Okay, so we got a special episode today. This is Jared Berwick. He is an agnostic, demisexual male, and also the village liberal. I am Clayton Ware. If you've been around here long enough, you know who I am. But I'm on staff here at Wellhouse Church. Um, I am a straight, white, cisgendered male. Um, so me and Jared are very different people. Yet, he is one of my best friends. So let's talk about how we make this work. Jared, do you want to go ahead and just kind of talk about yourself for a few minutes and just kind of lay out who you are as a person? Yeah, yeah. So, as he said, I'm Jared Berwick. Um, you know, I, it's funny. I'm kind of the guy that most people know is like, he just has to be different. Like, that's just <laughs> who he is. That's how he is as a person. And I accept that. We but, make jokes about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I accept it. But, yeah, I guess who I am right now is just... Um, guy who just you know i graduated college in may uh with like a music degree and soon after that i (laughs) i fell super hard for the gym super hard into bodybuilding which is actually like that's kind of that's kind of where i want to go with things right now is to compete in bodybuilding so along that has really shown me a lot about who i actually am um just in the process of really understanding and accepting the things that i liked and being unapologetic in those so uh, you know, as Clayton said, uh, <laughs> demisexual, <laughs> agnostic. Do you want to explain what a demisexual is for the listeners who may not know? Yeah, 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 I got you. It, it is a fairly new term, actually. Yeah. So it's basically just like, like I am, I am straight. Um, I am a- attracted to women, but I don't get sexual feelings for somebody until there's been a real emotional connection. Um, and without getting too much into detail, like I have kind of seen the difference. I've been in serious relationship before and some, you know, some more short lived relationships. And I've, Mm -hmm. I have just definitely noticed that, you know, something just, something was, something is weird. Mm -hmm. And speaking to some of my other friends, they were like, yeah, something definitely seems off. (laughs) They're like, that doesn't sound right. Fair. And so I started to look into it and came to that term and it it just kind of fit. Yeah. And Something that you should know about demisexual is that it would fall in the plus category of LGBTQIA+. Um, So Jared is a member of the community. Um, Just celebrated Pride. So with all that being said, do you have any more that you want to add about who you are as a person? Or did you... You good? You covered all the bases? Pretty generally, yeah. We can yeah. surely get into some more things as they apply in our conversation, sure. but generally, yeah. Cool. Um, the reason I wanted them to do that is because it really do, just shows who Jared is as a person. And if you've been around here long enough, you know about me. Very different than that. Um, and yet somehow, we make this friendship work. And... I consider Jared one of my best friends. I take a bullet for this dude. Um, 
So I want us to kind of like walk into here next how we make this work. For me, and I think Harold Hayi says it best in this book that is ironically called Let's Talk, which is the name of the podcast. Um, and it is Let's Talk, Bridging Divisive Lines Through Inclusive and Respectful Conversations. Um, he makes this statement here, whatever I am doing, wherever I am, whether or not there is anyone around to see, I ought to exemplify love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Trying to exemplify the fruits of the Spirit in everything that you do. Um, that is a good basis. Um, I would probably phrase it a little bit differently for me. I try to approach every situation and every conversation as I think that Jesus would, which I would say the fruits of the Spirit does a pretty good job of, of that, except sometimes Jesus is a little bit more forceful in his wording of things. But how do you approach situations that are, are different? So like when you and I have disagreements, how do you feel like you want to approach it? How do you walk into the conversation? Right, so... You know, like, I, I think that you should always, when you have a situation like that, or you come across somebody who thinks differently or just doesn't, you know, you just don't, you don't see eye to eye with people yeah. as you and I don't always do. Um, I, I think you just have to keep a level of like, I want to respect this person mm. because, you know, they're not me. They're, they're a separate person. And, you know, I, I personally am a big philosophy buff. I mean, you can sure. find quotes from almost anybody that talks about like like if you want to call it love you want to call it respect like there's quotes everywhere about like you should show the same show a certain level of respect to other people because mm -hmm. we're people you know we're not perfect we make mistakes and you know to put perf to put perfect standards on the someone is like it's just you shouldn't do it because it's not going to work mm -hmm. so like for us example if we go into something um we come to a disagreement. We come to a roadblock. Me personally, uh, I just want to understand. Yeah, you know, I just want to understand where you're coming from. Um, and if we have if we have to break that down, and I have to ask questions, if I could just get you to explain, then I'll do that because sure. I feel like the closer I get to understanding, the more okay I am with someone disagreeing with me. So what you're saying is just approaching the conversation, trying to learn something, trying to learn where I'm at or where the person that you're discussing with is at. Um, and that in and of itself is okay with you, with it being different for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I know from my personal experience, a lot of times when someone disagrees with me, mm. it, it feels like there's a knee jerk reaction to think, they want to disagree with me. They sure. want to, they think I'm wrong. And, it, mm. you know, the sooner we can clear that air and really yeah. understand why we disagree, say it's because you wholeheartedly think something, then mm. what's there to be mad about in that right. case? And I think that this is what the church has been missing right there. Approaching conversations in a very combative type way, trying to indoctrinate people. Um, and maybe, maybe let me backtrack a little bit. When I say the church, I mean white American evangelicalism. Um, that's not true across all traditions all over the world. Um, but specifically here in America, white evangelicalism is 
about indoctrination and wanting you to believe exactly the way that they teach it. Um, and instead of approaching conversations that are deconstructive in nature from, oh, no, you're just wrong, um, approaching it to a what I was actually going to come back to later, but why not just jump ahead now and we'll walk backwards. Um, the guy who wrote the foreword to this book, um, Richard Mao, comes from a, a different tradition than the author, of which they are still really good friends. Um, but the way that Richard likes to approach conversations like this is to initiate the, the discussion by asking this question. Help me to understand what it is you believe about the issue at hand, in parentheticals, and your reasons for believing that. So if you and I were to disagree on something, I don't know, this is a, a big topic right now, but for, for instance, if you and I were to disagree on gun control laws, which I actually don't think that we do, but if we were to disagree, I would ask you, help me to understand your position and your beliefs on gun, on gun control laws. Help me to understand what it is that you believe. Would you say that that's what you're trying to do and what the way that you're approaching this? Is, is that... Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's generally the way mm -hmm. that, you know, the way that I'm looking for it. Just like, why, mm -hmm. why do we disagree? You know? Yeah. It's, I think that's what it all comes down to. Do you think that there is any benefit to having a discussion and a debate to try to find a middle ground or is it a, just help me understand. All right, cool. Could you kind of re-explain that or rephrase that question? So like, help me understand I help you understand we're cool. We walk away from the conversation or do you think that there is a benefit to having a longer discussion, maybe a debate and finding a middle ground on the issue? Do you think that there's benefit to that? Mm, I see what you're saying. Uh, I personally do think mm -hmm. that there is benefit. Uh, and that's really how I try to go about my interactions with people mm -hmm. is like, you know, debate like you could see that as maybe a strong connotation like we'll say like let's, let's just talk it out you know like mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you questions like so this or you know well what about this just mm -hmm. because like i just want to fully understand your logic on like what you what you say like if we disagree about something sure and that's all i really try to achieve when i do it is just have a full understanding because i personally find it very interesting whenever people disagree with me yeah I think that there are there are situations where the debate is not helpful, but I do agree. I think that, and and you and I don't necessarily debate. We will discuss for sure using lots of I statements. Right? I believe X. I think this way. The reason I think this way is because blah 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 blah. Um, and we do end up having this debate and end up finding that middle ground. Would you agree? Most of the time. We would find that the, the one issue we don't is the God thing, but fair, right? Like as an agnostic person, like you do approach conversations like, yeah. And that's one that the discussion feels unnecessary to me because I know where you stand on that. And all that's going to do is just cause more problems. The more I push it and the more we talk about it, right? 
can we just accept we don't agree on this? Cool. I understand why you don't, why, why you believe the way that you do and you understand why I believe the way I do. And that's okay. Absolutely. Because, you know, at a certain point, you understand at a certain point, you know, the info. Mm -hmm. And if you keep going about, you know, a lot of times it just kind of dissolves into, I'm trying to get you to think what I think. Right. And at that point, it's just, you know, it's diminishing returns at a certain point. Once you know what someone thinks, there's really not a whole lot of reason to, you know, we'll say debate that Mm -hmm. topic anymore, unless you just like to, you know, shoot the shit about something. (laughs) Go ahead. Which, which is typically what we end up doing. Mm -hmm. Um, we have actually talked a lot about like doing our own podcast separate, um, and just sitting on the mic for an hour and a half, just talking about the things going on in the world. Right. Just brain dumping. Um, I think all the time. So I got to spill it sometimes. Yeah. And, and so we talk about that a lot because if we do approach conversations very differently and approach situations very differently, yet somehow always find a way to come to a point of understanding. Um, Which I think, not to toot our horns, but I think that's a rare thing for relationships most of the time in America these days. Um, Would you agree with that statement? Generally, from what I've seen, yes. And I wish it were more common, but from what I've seen, it's, it's not a whole lot of that. Right. And I think what makes that work is creating a safe space. You know that I will not judge you. And I know that you will not judge me. We we might joke with each other. We might understand like, oh, you know, Jared's just trying to be different now. Something would feel wrong if it didn't happen. Like, that's just how I, yeah. Approaching it lightheartedly. I think is is one of the things that make it work. But also just having a non-judgmental space. Mm-hmm. Would you would you would agree? Yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah. How would you approach these situations in trying to create that safe space? Are you asking like how do I? Mm-hmm. Maybe with other people or just in general, when you find a situation whether it's with me or with somebody else, that you you disagree with someone, how do you go into creating this safe space to have this conversation? Gotcha. So when you talk about creating the safe space, man, I I would say it's all about like give them the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if your intention really is to try and listen and to just understand someone's point, just of view, shut the hell up and listen. Yeah, give them the spotlight. Yeah. Let them speak. You know. D- it can kind of go the wrong way if you're just like butting in and giving like your opinion when it's like, you know, there's a time and place for that at the end of their part. And I can go into that in a second, but like, while they're speaking, it's like, yeah, I believe you should really make them feel like, Hey, this is your time to shine, you know, Mm -hmm. spill what you have to me. Um, and you know, after they've given their entire explanation, even, even then, I don't, I don't really agree with just outright giving your opinion to someone, you know? It just comes off a of very... Just aggressive. giving your unsolicited opinion on something. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, it's kind of aggressive, you know? It just, like, you, it, it's unsolicited. Like, if they wanted your opinion, they, they'd probably ask for it, right. you know? And I, I think 
maybe people shouldn't just feel so entitled and so high strung in their opinion that they just have to say it, you know, mm. like everybody should get an opinion, but that doesn't mean you have to flaunt it everywhere you go. Sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, just shutting up and listening. Right. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on this podcast about just listening to the needs of other people. Right on our episode talking about the churches, what to do when the church becomes the oppressor. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, listening to the needs of the vulnerable populations um, and the oppressed, right? I think that you should approach every situation, every conversation with ears to listen to what they have to say. And listening is not hearing them talk and thinking about your response, right? Listening is hearing, trying to understand, asking follow-up questions, doing whatever it takes for you to fully understand where they're coming from and who they are and what they're trying to say, which is rooted for me in love, you are a person who I love dearly. So I, when I approach conversations with you, I don't want you to feel like I think that your opinion is ever invalid. Right? Would you agree that the, the basis of respectful conversation is approaching it in love? Yeah. I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I would for sure. How how does that play out for you? For me? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a long-winded answer. Sure. Um, Go ahead. So I guess, like, you know, speaking with someone coming from a place of love, um, I think you could I think you could use several words there. Love, respect, like they all kind of they're all in there together, you know. Okay. Big part of it. Um so, like, me personally, uh, like I said, I'm a big philosophy buff, um, big, big fan of existentialism. Mm-hmm. And from what I've interpreted from the, the authors of existentialism that I've read is that, you know, you should live life, like, just, just to break it down, like a more modern metaphor. Sure. Uh, you know, if, like, an inhuman species were to look at humans and were to ask, like, what does a human do? What What is a good example of a human? Mm-hmm. Um, you know you have to show them what it means, what, what, a, what being a human is like, yeah. it's very personal, very, you know, the accountability is on you. Mm-hmm. Like you are submitting your example of what a human is. You have to ask like, is that a good submission? Like, is there, are you ready to turn that in? So that being said, uh, I take it very onto myself to always, you know, make, to make people feel like when they speak, their opinion matters too. Yeah. They have an opinion that matters. They're entitled to it. And I want to understand their opinion. I want to know what they think, where they come from, because, you know, you can call it love, respect. And to me, my belief, that's just what being a a good human is, Mm. you know, is just respecting the fact that you're not the only human on the planet. Yeah. And you might be the only you, but that means that there's what, like 8 billion people. There's like 8 billion other humans on the planet and they are just as right 
in being who they are as you are in being yourself. That's right. You may be the main character in your story, but everyone you talk to is the main character in their story. Eight billion other stories. Yeah. Love that. So you guys didn't get this information in the beginning, and I'm kind of glad you didn't. Me and Jared met at church. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> how many years ago? Uh, <laughs> sophomore year of high school, and we're, we're yeah. both graduated college now. Yeah, like, it's like, what, seven years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. We met in church in the same youth group together. I was asleep most of the time. <laughs> he was asleep most of the time. <laughs> But called himself a Christian. And Jared went on his own self-discovery and deconstruction journey and came out the other side. No longer being a Christian. And you know, that happens. Yet... I never stopped loving him. You never stopped loving me. Church, there is a way that we can approach the situations and people who think and believe differently than we do without making them feel like they're horrible people because they disagree with you, because they have a different worldview. I am convinced that the most oppressed people by the church right now, the, the people that I think Paul would be advocating for the most, me and Cullen talk about this a lot on this podcast, is LGBTQ people. Because it, they are a population that is heavily oppressed by the church right now. How can we approach these situations with people in the community, with people who right now with all the abortion stuff happening, how can we approach these conversations in a loving, lighthearted way that is trying to understand and trying to find a middle ground? The truth is, I don't want to give an all-inclusive here because it would break down on itself if I made it an all-inclusive. Majority of the time, I do believe that the truth is in the middle somewhere. I don't think that any extreme on either side is ever okay. Would you agree? Generally speaking, yes. Yeah. An extreme is never okay. And that, that might be something that I feel comfortable giving an all-inclusive on. Like, extremism seems to be the, the opposite of, of the Christian message. Because you can't be an extremist and also be truly inclusive. So how do we approach these conversations in love and with respect? We are going to continue this conversation over the next few weeks, me and Cullen, um, talking about how we as Christians, we as the church, can approach conversations more respectfully. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. 
Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.